0: Well, I'm packing up my game and I'ma head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts and fake press Find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot for Then I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block with a bottle of scotch and watch, lots of crotch Buy a yacht with a flag, saying chill in the most."
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Today's episode brought to you by none other than ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. The big game is here. Will Mahomes lead Kansas City to victory or will Philadelphia return To the promised land. Make your picks now and you can earn up to $50 in free play tokens. Spend $25 or more on a single wager which includes at least one football event at ProLineStadium.com from now until February 12th and receive a $10 token that could be used on any football event on ProLine Stadium Bets Fantasy or Futures. Tokens must be used before the start of the big game on February 12, 2023. Bet on ProLine all year long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age. Please play responsibly. You made it. It's Friday. The end of the week is here. You're a hero in my eyes. You did it. What's harder than a Monday to Friday grind? Getting through the week. Now you get to put your feet up. You watch the Super Bowl have a little snack, and you get to listen to another episode of the High Button Podcast for free, so why the hell not, you know what I mean? Um, in-house podcast today, we're going to talk about all things sports, uh, Beau Bouchette, the Saskatchewan Rush, Alex Buke interview, hilarious, uh, that kid in Dallas got knocked out, the Mooseheads are 21-0-3 in their last 24 games, NBA culture, Costco, they need blinkers on the carts, what more is you want to you know it'll it'll be a good episode all right I'm Justin Jeff's here this is the high button podcast here we go you know what comes next see I always talk about times that are exciting I always talk about times that are just like a little lull in life and right now it's a time that's exciting for a couple of reasons one um, you and your buddies start to playing about what golf course you're going to be attending this year the clubs where you're going to be hacking the sticks Um, and even that conversation with your buddies alone becomes exciting even though you're not physically out there swinging hitting the balls making some birdies well maybe not birdies but maybe you're making some double bogeys a bogey a par if you're lucky even though you're having those conversations and not physically making those scores it's tickling that golf bone just a little bit so those are some things that uh, you always have something to look forward to. People always say that you got to look forward to things in life. I believe that it makes things more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exciting. You have to yeah. be excited about something to look forward to, and no matter what it is in life, you just got to kind of find that thing. And when Coleman was on here the other day, it's like, all right, what do we have to look forward to? Potentially, the World Juniors coming back in four years, the Super Bowl, NHL playoffs around the corner uh, MLB training is starting baseball starting. Up. baseball starting right back up. Look, you can see I got my seeds over there. Oh yeah. There's always something in life to look forward to. It doesn't necessarily have to be a trip to the Bahamas. It doesn't necessarily have to be, um, a trip to Vegas. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, going to McDonald's. That's, mm. a, that's a, well, no, that's probably more realistic going to no. most people going to yeah. McDonald's is something to look forward to. I agree. Uh, um, but in this life, you always need something to look forward to, and if you can uh, master that trick of the little things, you'll—I uh, think—you should be all right. It's—it's it's, you know—it's great to look forward to things. I it's, even this, think, this is that time of year. I
2: even think like it's something as small as like enjoying a TV show and having something to go home to every day after work, like a TV show you really care about, right? On yep. Netflix, something yep. you're binging, something you care about. Oh man, I'm gonna have this for the next two months. I can go home every day and watch the show. Even something like that, it's always good to you know yeah just have something on the on the other side yeah you know it is you know
1: people love going home and being able to watch a new episode of yellowstone Mm -hmm. a new episode of survivor it's like all right i'm gonna go to the grocery store i'm gonna pick up a, a bag of chips i'm gonna go home with my significant other put my feet up and watch some yellowstone it's like that might not mean much to a lot of people but it's the little things that mean the difference to uh to the average folk, you know, yeah. I'm not jumping on a private jet every day, going down to the Fiji and swimming with the dolphins. That's, that's just not nah. me. That's, I don't know if that will ever be me, but I don't know. There's something about the little things of putting your feet up and being able to watch a great hockey game that, uh, you know, after having a nice steak dinner, you know, there's, there's just something about that that I'm like, all hey, right, that's good. That's, that's good yeah, enough for me. Night.
2: What a night that is. I'm,
1: uh, I'm happy and I'm satisfied with that. You always need something to look forward to if you're a professional athlete you look forward to these big contracts bo bichette just signed for 33 million dollars for the next three years that's incredible and you got to think when he's waking up every day is he thinking of okay i got to get a contract i got to get a contract is that something to look forward to or is that something you work towards i guess a bit of both but yeah yeah it's uh you always need something to look forward to just an interesting life of professional athlete People judge you automatically on the money you're making. Is he worth $33 million a year? And then automatically people's brains go to the mistakes. Yeah. Oh, remember that mistake he made against Colorado back in 2018? That's not a $33 million play. Yeah. Remember that thing he did in the playoffs where he hit the ball, but then it was fouled? And that's not a $33 million play. It's rare when automatically people go, yeah, he deserves that. Definitely, you man. Know? Yeah. When's, when, does, when was the last time you go, oh, no, that guy deserves that money? Yeah. It's hard to judge. You know, What's Mahomes making? It's has been 40, a while. Forty-three million a year, you know. It was, it's just, yeah, yeah. He deserves that. Yeah, you just don't hear that. Yeah, he deserves that. And it also Makes sense. S- it switches
2: the way people think about like the athlete instantly. It's mm. like Bouchette goes from like you know the lovable. Guy that Toronto drafted. He's from America. He's he's grown up in the Jays system. To now a guy who needs to like show that he's worth the money that they're gonna potentially pay him, right? Yeah. So it's like in people's mind, just like that, he goes, "Oh, our star to, yeah. all yeah. right. Now you gotta pr- now you gotta show up every day. You can't be making those same mistakes. So you gotta be super mentally tough if you're a pro athlete." Michael Jordan. After.
1: Michael Jordan's yeah. documentary um, was a The Last Chance or the This Is Dance. It? The Last Dance. Yeah, they had a clip in there with Dennis Rodman how he talked about the money that professional athletes make and he goes you know I, I play the game for free the game that we they don't pay us this money for the game they pay us to deal with our lives outside of the game to deal with you guys the media the conversations about us behind mm-hmm. our back that's what they pay us this money for and when you talk about a market like Toronto let's leave the Leafs out of it a a sports market in toronto it doesn't matter what you're doing if you're playing for the raptors um if you're playing for the jays the leafs i'll even put the toronto rock in there what the hell Yeah, yeah 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 you have to be able to put up with the media talking about you in a negative way it's just the way uh the way that jungle over there in toronto was built you have to have thick skin but there's a lot of glory there if you can win Definitely, it's just no one's ready to win for a I mean, bit, the Raps so. won.
2: The Raps experienced it. The Jays did years and years ago. Yeah. But it least... is true.
1: You don't hear too much about the Raptors saying the Raps need to do this. The Raps need to do that. You know, the Raps just everyone's yeah. kind of leaving them alone because they delivered a couple years ago. Pretty I feel like much. when you win, you get like a ten-year grace period of oh, let them be for a bit. Let them, you know.
2: Well, dude, a Canadian team hasn't won in thirty years, and that for the Stanley Cup, the first Canadian team to win will be like put on this pedestal. And, you know, then they will be good.
1: Everyone will be happy for the next, like, they didn't need to do anything. Someone had a great, uh, someone had a great take on that. Like if the Leafs potentially, it, it, it was, who was it? I think it was O-Dog. He said this back in the day when everyone, remember the, the hype about, oh, we got to sign Matthews. We got to sign Nylander. We got to sign Tavares. We got to sign Marner. <laughs> and there was like, oh my God, these guys are just getting so much money. How are they going to be able to have depth They're putting all their money up front and odog had a great take on it saying if you win in toronto and you take less money right now you will forever be a legend in the city of toronto and being a legend in the city of toronto means a lot more for the rest of your life than right now advertising deals mm. you'll be able to walk into that city and just make money off the city for the rest of your life, essentially is what he was saying. He's like, take the sacrifice now, get depth in there and you will forever be a legend in the city of Toronto. And that will pay off for generations of generations of generations. If you're Austin Matthews kid, 30 years from now, he can get a job anywhere in Toronto. You know, you got to think about it. Like you you think about it like that. He's right. It's you, you, you can benefit financially off of the city that you win in for the rest of your life. If you win, but you know there was really no pay pay cut taken and no, we'll see what happens not. there
2: and they were and they were allowed to it happened with Kawhi Leonard literally he left like and they're allowed to leave after you win like everyone like no one knew about Kawhi Leonard in Toronto really he played for the Spurs he was always injured yeah. he comes to Toronto wins the title he's like a top 3 player the entire year he plays a full season no injuries load management but oh well And he wins the title and he leaves that same summer and no one cares. Everyone still loves Kawhi in Toronto. He brought them like a title. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't matter. Like, okay, he went to the Clippers. It sucks. We couldn't run it back. Like, oh, well.
1: It was. Uh, who, uh, was it Muzzin who was in L.A. before Toronto? Yeah, yeah it yeah. was Muzzin. He, I think it was like his second game there in Toronto or something. And they were on like a two-game losing streak. And he, someone asked him a question about like, "Are you guys nervous?" Like two-game losing streak. Do you think this the, the season's over? It was. It was one of those Toronto questions. <laughs> yeah. And Muzzin was like, "What? Yeah. We lost two games. Yeah. There's 82 games this season. Like." He coming from LA, where it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. Yeah, I'll never forget that that clip on Sportsnet the day after, like he just got traded yeah. there, and he was so fresh to the Toronto media. He's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> we only lost two games, oh, and each no. game they lost by like a point, a game, like a goal or two. <laughs> And it was just like his face was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot where I was for a minute. The sky's falling. <laughs> yeah, the sky's you, falling. you lose yeah. two in Toronto, I guess. <laughs> I love it, though. It's, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I, I love Twitter when the Leafs play. Mm. I love uh, I love Sportsnet and TSN in the morning after the Leafs lose. Oh, yeah. Like as much as I, I you know, I I chirp the people to go, oh, you know, Bo Bichette doesn't deserve 33 million. I, I really enjoy, uh, what do people do, the comment section? I enjoy the mm. comment section. It's... It's a form of entertainment that's really undervalued. Give, having having non-experts' opinion on a professional matter is very funny to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're it's right. It's very funny. And it's funny because you look at the comments, you're like, oh, I'll never be like this comment section. Like, look at these dummies <laughs> who are taking their time to give – like, you know what I mean? And then you're like, wait, I'm doing this every day too. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. no better than they are, it's just,
1: <laughs> An interesting dynamic. <laughs> no, there's there's been some really good sports moments o- over the years on Twitter. Speaking of one, um Saskatchewan Rush goaltender Alex oh, I'm going to mess this last name up. Alex Buke B U Q U E Buke. Did they say it during the broadcast? <sighs> maybe they did actually. Let me f- Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll put I think I lo- I looked it up right before. Give me a second. Got to
2: love that though, the NLL getting some some good coverage there with that interview. Oh, it was awesome. I wonder if you'd come on the pod.
1: You came into Rogers Arena, faced your former club and <laughs> your squad got the dub. just says How Alex. nice was it to get the win here tonight? Hey, we followed the game plan and we got the dub. <laughs> good on for the boys. Love these guys. How imperative was the penalty kill, especially in the second half? Didn't think of it much. Just, you know, try to stop the ball, you know. I know you're a team guy, so how good are the guys on the back end? Oh, they're f***ing pumped here <laughs> What does this win do for you confidence-wise? Confidence is pretty high. Another tally on the chart. We'll see ourselves next week. Get ready. Congrats. Enjoy this one. Teddy Brett. And that's that's the beauty, I think, of the NLL. It's just a bunch of guys just still looking to have some fun, play some sports, and make some money. And it makes you know that that's the definition of a guy who isn't really making any advertising dollars. That's the guy who doesn't really have to worry about his public image. That's the yeah. guy who just doesn't you know it's just hey, I'm here having some fun with my brothers. Yeah. We're gonna win and we're gonna go for it. That that's that's no one knew about him it. a week ago. You know that's the beauty yeah. of that league. I, I, you know it's just yeah, he's just a guy. That's so funny. Yeah, I fucking love these guys. We're going to go for it. See you next week. Yeah, like, likeable guy. And it blew up. You know, that guy could get a contract at like Barstool. You never know. Just a yeah. personality. So, yeah. Just go for it. Or high yeah, well, that guy's probably charging a lot
2: now. <laughs> I wonder if he'd come on the podcast next time he plays the Thunderbirds.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. That is the – Yeah, he plays the same. Yeah, that is the NLL. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be here at some point. Yeah, he would be. We'll have to look at the uh, the schedule for the Halifax Thunderbirds yeah. and see if he's coming to town. Because if so, we can go to the rink and maybe set up a mic or two. That'd be epic. Mike him up. Imagine that'd be that'd be unreal. Micing up like lacrosse, micing up lacrosse players has always been one of the things I've wanted to do. It's just such a difficult sport to do. One, the mic could break at any point mm-hmm. unless you put it on a player whose defense. If you put it on a player who plays offense, it's it's tough because a, a slash could just completely break the mic. <laughs> yeah. But if you put it on a player who's on defense that does the slashing, it could potentially work.
2: What are your thoughts on, like, miking up during game compared to warm-up? Because I feel like I've seen some ones during the game that have been awesome, but I know it's, like, pretty tough to pull off.
1: Well, excuse me. It's just a liability issue. Like, if that mic comes undone and goes onto the ice during the play… Mm-hmm. just, and someone slips on it, there's like one, we only have one really good mic, you know, it costs a lot of money and I don't want to break it. So there's that issue. And then there's the liability of the safety of the players going out there and it could fall. Like I said, someone could step on the wire, could trip, Mm -hmm. someone could hit the guy. And, you know, during the practice, if a mic turns off and it hits the mute button by accident, I just go on the bench. Hey, come here for a second. I just got to click the mute button back on. But if it happens during the game, I can't just go run on the bench and go, "Hey, coach, just can I go yeah. talk to your player for a sec?" You know, yeah. there, there's just a lot of. I agree. There's the A com- lot can go wrong. A lot can go wrong. Like if you weigh the positive to the negatives, mm. the negatives outweigh the positives by a lot. By a lot, eh? By a lot. But for for other like for this is what's good about like these like the the Joe that we're doing. Like we have a good relationship with Jeff. Like he's he. If we need to do anything we can easily just go on the bench and ask the coach something really quick because we know we're part of the yeah, we're part yeah. of the tournament. So like it, it's more realistic to do it during tournaments than mm-hmm. regular season play. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but that that's my only issue with the game. Because we did do it during a game once. Uh a guy, I forget his name from Citadel High School years ago. We did it in Sackville Arena. And we stayed for two periods. But I remember for at least half of the first period the mic was off, Ugh. so like I'm in Sackville Arena, yeah, trying to work and I can't even freezing work because off. freezing my balls off. But the <laughs> mic's off, so I'm, you know, yeah, you tough. know, it was one of those things, and I, I just, I hate those feelings of being out and about wanting to work and there's nothing I can do about it. You can
2: almost get that game atmosphere too by doing like a coach or a ref, right?
1: Yeah, like, coach is good. Yeah, because yeah. like, yeah. you
2: still kind of get that intensity of, like, they're in the moment. This is, like, where they're comfortable more than a practice. Yeah. But you have none of those, like, risks of, like, yeah. so, someone slicing the wire with their skate or any of that.
1: One thing I noticed with – there's a couple of lessons I've learned. Miked up during practice – At the beginning of the year, not that good due to the fact that the players are still getting to know each other. So there's not that ball Mm. break-in, that making fun of culture. It's not there yet because the guys are still trying to slowly get to know each other. Um, Another thing that isn't the best, miking up during like a summer training camp. Not training camp, like a a skating camp. or Like a a summer skate with just random people. I noticed that's not very good because some guys just don't know each other and it's not the best you could go to that and be silent the entire 100%. time and not say anything. So like the summers yeah. like the, the best times to do it are, you know, around Christmas, right after Christmas Playoffs. and onwards. Play like I know but coaches yeah, true. Coaches when it comes to the miking up are just like eh, stay away because it could kind of there is that show off mentality when you're being miked up. And even like, you know, practices at the end of the year, coaches aren't messing around. It's Let's go. Like we sucked yesterday. Like let's you notice that we did it the other day and that we had a coach uh was like yeah, we sucked at our battles the other day. So today we're gonna do fifteen minutes of battles. So let's go. And that's just kind of the mentality on hockey teams after Christmas going into playoffs. It's just the way it is. So the mic as the year goes on is slowly rest less requested due to the fact mm. that the teams are just a little bit more serious, a little bit more focused. And that's what I noticed with the the mic'd up during the games, too. Like We tried to do the mic'd up during the game after that sackful uh, arena game. And coaches were just like, "Um, no, we were just going to politely decline due to the fact that the player might just start to show off and try to be funny for no reason. The player might be thinking about the mic and how they look in front of their friends and not necessarily focus on the game. So there's a lot of interesting aspects that mm. come with the mic during the game and after Christmas. So we've learned yeah. our lesson for sure and it just practice just works out. Practice is mm. just where we need to be. Do you like doing warm-ups? Love warm-ups. Up. Warm warm-ups cuz you've done warm-ups before. Yeah, warm-ups are great. They're short too. Yeah. You know, and they're they're short, they're intense. There's ball breaking. Yeah, the boys they're, mess around a bit. You know, more. the boys mess around a bit. It's yeah. it's it's perfect and it kind of put pressure it puts pressure on the player. How long is warm-up usually? Ten minutes? Uh, ten, ten
2: minutes on a, on a larger league, and then like three minutes for minor yeah, hockey. Yeah.
1: So when you mic up during warm-up, it kind of puts the pressure on the player a little bit to perform, rather yeah. than, oh, I got an hour and a half practice, oh, I got tons of time to be funny type of thing. Mm. So like the warm-up's my bread and butter, but you got to kind of get it around the coach, and the coach is not the biggest fan on, war- on the game and yeah. all that, so... That's how I feel about that. How are you
2: going to navigate the joke? Because aren't you like loading up on Mike Dubs? So you are going to do a bit of everything? Yeah, but the a... players
1: that are signing up for it know what they're getting into. It's, yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, it's warm up, um, and yeah, they, they they know. So it's that's how we navigate that. Is,
2: is it is it play like teams from like players from a lot of the different teams? Because the Joe brings in a lot of different te- like you know, away teams,
1: all that. Is it kind of like a mixed bag on who's signed up? I haven't teams? talked to Jeff about it. I know we've sold a good amount. Okay. Um I'm assuming it's a mixed amount. Like mm. you know, people from far away know uh know about our mic'd up video, so Yeah, are you um, yeah. I'm not Yeah, I'm not really overly concerned about that. Are but you gonna just,
2: do like upload them or are you just gonna send it to the people or, Like, because there's gonna be a lot, right?
1: Yeah. It well essentially how it's gonna break down is we're gonna if the ones that are you know really funny and we think are special we'll upload and if not then we're just gonna send them to the kids and then they can upload them to sell themselves yeah. and they can do what they want with maybe, they what they want maybe with I'll them.
2: upload a super cut when it's all done you can send me them all and I'll just edit them all into one large you know like forty minute video and we can throw that up
1: yeah I never really thought about that
2: just like you know. Like an hour, you know, I don't know, it might be interesting just to have them all up there. If yeah. you're gonna put the work in. Yeah. As well.
1: You'll be up in Antiganish, you won't have time. I guess after though.
2: Yeah. What's the deal with uh with that Aniganish? Are they has that all been booked? I mean, I was up at the rink there, so I'm we'll talk about great. That. We'll talk about that after. But yeah,
1: everything's good. Um Wanted to talk about that Dallas kid getting knocked out. That was pretty funny dropped the n-word and then as soon as he dropped it buddy just back yeah. and then his woman jumped in and then the next day he was on tv showing off his mullet again like it never happened i thought that was the same night oh was it i think it was i
2: think it was right before he got punched he was doing that all that dumb stuff on tv and like oh was was it yeah yeah because i think i saw someone was like life comes at you fast because it was buddy like (laughs) showing it off and then later in the game just getting clocked i'm pretty sure yeah that makes it even better yeah yeah. i thought it was the
1: next day i saw it because i saw the upload on twitter like uploaded 24 hours after but someone must have just found the clip late
2: I think they're like, I, oh, what? That's I saw that guy at the start of the game, like when I was watching the stars, and then they probably just cut it together. And I
1: gotta like, the, I, I, these fights in the stands at professional sporting events are the best. There's just someone's always really drunk and in the wrong, and just trying to explain their 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 themselves whatever they did, and then there's always just that sober guy, maybe not sober, but only like maybe one or two beers. And he's just it, it, there's never a, a fair fight in a yeah. sporting event. It's always just one guy getting knocked out or someone being pushed down the stairs. It's yeah. never like a fair, just like oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that made sense. That guy deserved to get knocked out. It was just it was
2: just it was... there's always like the high ground difference too. It's always the person who has the high ground who just has such an advantage, like punching down into someone like that. Like that guy stood no chance. Yeah.
1: And another interesting thing about this video in Dallas was that it was only four rows up from the glass mm. usually these videos are high oh, yeah. high 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 up and this guy was right down below and you're right he was a little bit lower so the guy punching him from down had so much more advantage yeah and then his woman jumped in it was a uh, yeah it, it was insane i wish there was this backstory
2: behind that there's a couple of good clips this week in sports clearly the the saskatchewan interview that one it was a funny week. Everyone's getting back into it, second half of the sports seasons. I don't know. It's is funny. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like the interview with Buddy and then the guy getting punched.
1: Yeah, LeBron making his thing. Yeah, congrats, LeBron. No, there was a – yeah, it was. Well, that's the thing about the media these days. There's never a dull week. There's always mm. something. I don't know what's going to happen next week, but they're, they're just, there's, there's always a viral sensation. There's, always, there's no shortage of entertainment when it comes to the word we like to call sports. Actually, the, the word we like, yeah, it's sports, yeah. It doesn't even have to be professional sports. There's just always something on Twitter that's relating to sports, that's either funny, incredible, extremely talented, just mind-blowing wow, yeah. there's just always something that it, it, it sports are just pure entertainment drama you know these nba players can go wherever they want now and it's drama it's like hey kyrie how do you feel about leaving uh, your buddy kd and it's like oh, i'm gonna pray for kd you know <laughs> but i'm here i'm here i'm here in, I'm here in, in texas and dallas wherever the mavs play to get this championship but don't worry i'm gonna pray for my brother kd while i go chase this championship and then where did KD go? Phoenix? The Suns, yeah. The Suns. It's crazy, man. And he's just like, man, these players just go wherever they I, I hate that culture. I hate it so much. They go wherever they want just to win a championship. All right, let's go here. You guys got something going on over here in Phoenix. I'm going to go try over here. Yeah, let me just
2: drop in for the last 30 games yeah, and let me try just, to finish this thing off. Like yeah. We all
1: worked so hard, didn't we, guys? Yeah. It's like, eh, not really. There's something that I just love about the hockey culture and how you have to kind of just ride it out. If you suck, you got to kind of just stay with that organization and suck with everyone. You got mm-hmm. I, I love that. It it builds something. I don't know, what, maybe character, sure, but I love that. I, I, I love that culture of you can't just hop ship and go, oh, Pittsburgh Penguins are doing pretty well right now. I'm going to go see if I can play with Sid. Hey, GM. Hey, owner. I don't want to play here anymore. What's that scene? That does not work like that in the (laughs) NHL. What's the scene from Mr. Deeds? I think it is when that, like Mr. Deeds, well, I guess they called him Deeds. He ends up owning an NFL team and the NFL player comes into his office and starts swearing in front of a woman. Deeds hits him and he goes, you're not going to talk about a woman like that in front of a woman and hits him. And his dad ends up calling Deeds and's like, "Hey, I'm sorry about my son. He was being an asshole. He'll never talk like that again." And then he ends up apologizing. Like that's a definition of I think what the NBA col- culture oh. is a little bit. It's just, uh, hey, I don't like it here. I'm going to complain to someone and go. Hey, I just it's because it- they value the players so much because there's only like what is it six five,
2: or five guys on the court or whatever, and there's only so many people on a team. It's like you really only need a few guys if you want to make a run in the NHL. It's like you gotta invest five years of building and losing and winning and heartbreak and then you might have a shot at it. Which makes it so much yeah. better.
1: Which makes it so much better. Yeah. Didn't KD not win a championship till he went to Golden State? Oh yeah. That was the that was like that,
2: the, that was the start of the snake man. He he went to the team that beat him that came back against him three one and then he just jumped ship that summer, won a few titles, pretended like they were legit, and then moved to Brooklyn, I guess. And now he's gone from Brooklyn.
1: Like, yeah. Like, oh, don't get me wrong. I've cheated on a math test or two. Oh yeah. To, to pass, but that just sounds like you know that that just that that just sounds like the easy route. It definitely just, is. Oh yeah. Like, he got roasted on it for like years because of that decision. And people just forget about that. Like that's yeah. Yeah, like Steph. Tremendous amount of respect for Steph. Stayed there. Clay Thompson, yeah. Clay Thompson stayed there. Draymond Green yeah. stayed there. Wouldn't you consider that a dynasty? Definitely. They, think about how much. Think about how much you've learned with losing with a core group. That's how I feel about Sid and Latang and Malk like I don't know if any of those guys have biological brothers. I know Sid doesn't, but that's mm. you know, those guys are brothers. They've been through losing. They've been through winning. They've been through mediocre years. They've been through everything together. And at the end of the day, when you're What's a good age? You know, when you're 60, and you want to sit back and have a glass of wine with your brothers and talk about the olden days, or the the young days, or whatever the days when they were playing in the NHL. Think about how nice that's going to be to have that conversation with Malkin, Latang. Yeah. And just say, hey boys, remember when we did this? Remember when we did that? Remember when we sucked and we we had to go through that quick battle and 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 you know overcome this? But then guess what happened? We won a championship. Remember in Nashville when we did that? like you, you talk about life memories and creating a, a, a brotherhood things like that are only created through going through hardship and that it's it's the coolest thing it's mm-hmm. the, I, hopefully one day when we're all 60 we'll be able to sit back and go oh man remember that time we did that that ice, that jam? ice jam and <laughs> and belly was sweating and he almost had a panic attack like remember that how funny was that like that that's oh, yeah. that's what that life hilarious you know that's what life's about these stories and when you just jump ship and I don't know. Remember that time I was in Phoenix? Remember that time I was in Brooklyn? Remember that time I was in... And I understand there's some guys that don't have the choice. Like, some guys get traded, and it is what it is. But, I don't know. The mentality of, I don't like it here. I'm going somewhere Yeah, the guys who
2: demand trades after half a season with a
1: team. That's the, you know, it's there's nothing bigger than the actual... Like, there's nothing bigger than the game of hockey. There's no one bigger... Than the game of hockey there's no one bigger than Mm, the game of basketball there's no one bigger than this podcast like it's there's no one bigger than the thing that you're working for i wake up every day and i slave for three words high button sports i'm not bigger than the company i'm just slaving away to make sure that those three words go as far as they can and that's the yeah i don't know you care that that, that, that's you
2: care more about high button sports than you probably do like yourself in some ways a hundred
1: percent a hundred percent but yeah, that's the you know you have to sacrifice a lot. I'm not gonna get into that now. You might, you might shed a tear. Yeah, don't make me cry right now on camera. Yeah, you almost made me cry. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that the whole mentality's a it's a weird one for sure to me. Grown men, yeah, I'm gonna go over here.
2: They're different. They're clearly different. They're totally yeah. it's a different like it's a different breed. Like respect to them. They're the best in the world of their craft. They've earned that right in some sense. And it's just the fact that that's just the mentality in basketball.
1: That's all. I will say this. I think it's the coolest professional sport. I think hockey's, I think hockey's the most entertaining, but in terms of coolness, Mm. I think it's the coolest sport. Yeah. I think it's the the creativity that some of these players are, are able to pull off while jumping in midair to grab a ball and then dunk it into a hoop. I think that's some of the coolest things that you can witness on television when it comes to sport entertainment. It's very, very, very cool. In terms of longevity of a whole season and what I'm most interested in, I would say hockey. I love storylines within the NHL. I love hearing about injuries and how guys are battling through injuries. I love hearing about GM's decisions to make trades. Mm -hmm. I love the old school mentality of hockey, how tradition is kept, very similar to baseball. Basketball? I guess basketball still keeps their old tradition yeah, maybe not as much as a I don't a, know tradition yeah. in basketball, basketball, so I can't say. Basketball does, sit does here a good and... job of
2: like bringing everyone together because there's less players like they always have like the events with all the greatest in one room. Yeah. But it, it's more like collective as that opposed to like, you know, keeping traditions and teams and that sort of
1: thing. I wish the suit thing was still kept in the NHL. Mm. I, you know, million dollar guys walking in with sweatpants and a t-shirt i don't like that
2: well what do you think about like lou making the guys like shave their beards and stuff and like that real old school mentality or like when you or the yankees when you go to the yankees you got to shave your beard like like because some people don't like that because they're like oh that's old like that's old no we shouldn't be forced people people should be able to do what they want in 2023 but it's like some lou lamorello you know the Yanks, like they have these in host rules. It's like no, like yeah. if you don't like it, I don't well, care.
1: Yeah, the Yankees, I love it, but you can't compare the Yankees to the Islanders. But the the the, 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 the <laughs> yeah. Yankee the Yankees, I like, yeah, like I I am I am a fan of it uh, with the Yankees. The Islanders, I don't know. Clean. But it was in
2: Toronto before. It's more Lou. It was like in Toronto when Lou was in Toronto. It was it was clean was, shave. I don't I don't know exactly what it was, but he's got a few rules like that. that like you have to follow him yeah. when he was with the devils it was the same way so we
1: can't got, we can't get like Dobson on the podcast cuz mm. of Lou, Lou apparently Lou has a rule no podcast with the guys that's I think a, that's what it is like I, I even want to think of spit and chicklets. I don't know of any Islanders guys that have been on there throughout the, the year
2: mm, Barzell and a couple of those guys did like a golf thing with the foreplay guys in the but, summer yeah it, in the summer but I don't remember too many current islanders on i don't think i don't know maybe
1: yeah i don't like that during yeah i don't like hot like if you want to be able to grow a little beard i'd like to be able to i have a beard so maybe that's why i'm saying it but that mentality with the the yankees i think is really cool it's just it's the yankees there's something the yankees are the yankees jeff it's the yankees yeah no the, the pinstripes don't do it for you not really i'm a blue jays fan yeah. <laughs> hey no i get it i just i don't know I, I, i'm a tradition guy yeah, i yeah. love tradition and i'm gonna i just know i'm gonna be a, an old cranky man i just know what i already am
2: <laughs> you've got your quirks that's like, for sure with that stuff i like it though cracks me up are there any high button rules we
1: can't uh we have to follow uh yeah there's a couple i'm not gonna say more here but you probably know what they are probably did if you laid them out yeah um no but you know i just uh i like i like tradition and i like the old school way i think it's very rewarding in the in the grand scheme of things and i'm also a big story guy hence i have a podcast and the best stories come from hardship best stories come from sleeping on a couch sleeping on a floor best stories come from grinding something out and then coming out on the other side, uh, extremely satisfied, I guess yeah. you could say. And I, that's just what I'm about. I, I, I just, that's my mentality. Sleeping in the streets of Thunder Bay. Well, basically, <laughs> I won't tell that story now. always for dudes to get here, but that's that mentality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sleeping in a single bed with two guys freezing while there's a, dj playing till five in the morning downstairs and you got to be up till you got to be up at seven to go work at a rink that's seven miles away and you got to take a bus to get there and you don't even know the bus route and when you get on the bus there's like needles all over the bus and you're just you're carrying thousands of dollars worth of camera equipment and just people looking at you and you're terrified oh yeah that's the mentality you want to talk uh, about comfort zones you're way out of it there oh yeah but now, look, now, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go into it, but that's, you know, that's a great definition of a, or a great example of a story. That's, you know, and I can't wait, I, it's, you know, you know, I got a hard time sitting at a dinner table every now and then and just not telling stories that mm-hmm. I have you. That's why I got this podcast. So I yeah, can talk. yeah. I just love talking about, you can talk as much as you know, want on this thing. That's the best part about this is that you can, you can rant and you can, uh, you can let people know some cool things that are happening in the in the behind the scenes aspect of it um the moose are 21 and 3 in their past 24 games that's pretty impressive um myself i really i don't like to get excited about the the moose heads i've I really like to stay calm, cool, and collected. Junior hockey is a wave. Junior hockey is emotions of up and down, up and down. They're not pros. Pros, you can have a little bit more of a prediction of who's going to win the cup. Maybe not. Playoffs are pretty hard to determine. But, you know, you know Colorado last year is not going out in the first round. You just know they're not. Junior hockey is um, it's wavy. It's up. It's not predicted. It's not guaranteed, excuse me. Um, I hope that the Mooseheads go on a run. From, from from the things Man. that I've seen and from the things that I've heard from people that I uh, respect within the hockey world in Halifax that have watched them more than I have, I've heard that they're going to go on a little bit of a run here. Now, mm-hmm. when I hear of uh, a local team going on a run, what do I automatically think of kind of being a, an average businessman? I think of work. I think of street interviews. I think of going to the games and getting reactions from the crowd. Hence, we have tickets. Um Thirdly, I think of actually physically being there and enjoying the games. Um, maybe I'll, if they make it further, I'll probably put work on the, the back, uh, the back pedestal and actually go and physically enjoy them and, you know, that stuff. But at the very beginning, and there's a little bit of a hype, I definitely want to do some street interviews. Definitely, I definitely want to try. Um, Actually, no, we can't get any players on the pod right now. See, it kind of goes. They wouldn't let them? Well, no, they they might. I don't know. It just, it kind of comes back to that mentality of like around playoff time, you just, what's that? The movie Miracle, you know, Herb Brooks doesn't let any of the guys talk to the media. Mm. Like, that's the mentality because going into the playoffs, it's not about a player, it's about a team. And if you have a player talking, just by himself about the team. Maybe that player thinks he's all that in a bag of chips. And I just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't even be comfortable you, asking. Well, you could
2: get like a coach or like someone who's close with the Mooseheads. We'll definitely do like a Mooseheads preview podcast. Yeah, get maybe. someone on. Yeah, maybe like the Mooseheads have only made it to the Memorial cup three times in their existence. And they've only won one president's cup. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is a big deal. Like if they're able to go on a run here, this is, this is almost as lucky as having the world Juniors show up here, you know? Yeah.
1: The Halifax Mooseheads. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I know. 23, or 21, 0 3. Third third in the country. Where's Regina
1: on that list, you know?
2: I can pull it up right now. I know that the Ramparts are number one, and Gatineau is number eight. So I think there's three
1: QMJHL teams on it. Gatineau and the Mooseheads have a great rivalry going right now. There's like a little bit of a stare down competition going. And. Gatnow has some local guys on that team right now. Cam McDonald's yeah, on that team. Yeah, got traded there, yeah. Cam's on that team. Yeah. Riley Kidney. Riley Kidney's on that team. I think Bob Yores on that team, who yeah. used to play for the Mooseheads as well. So there's something going on there that, that, uh, that can create some entertainment value for the sports world, going back to what I was talking about at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. There's entertainment value in sports in general. It doesn't have to be professional. Where's Regina on that list?
2: I don't think they're. It doesn't look they're on the top ten.
1: They are. They're
2: not. No. Oh, no. no. They. Uh, Ramparts are number one. Winnipeg, Halifax, Seattle, Ottawa. Seattle. Shearbrook, a... Phoenix. The Phoenix are in sixth. So they'll get. They'll be a team to wow. keep an eye on. The Phoenix, the Ramparts, Gatineau, and the Mooseheads. Those are the big four heading into these playoffs.
1: There's something about the playoffs in Halifax that just allows the city to have a little bit of a buzz there's yeah. just the buzz in no the air. No COVID
2: going on, nothing like that. Just years of hard work.
1: COVID, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, there's a buzz. There's a buzz in the air. Yeah. Well, the Mooseheads are doing well. You got it. You get to go to the rinks and there's people everywhere. You can jam ten thousand people in there. Yeah, they had, had a cello.
2: They had a sellout last weekend. Against
1: Ramouski, yeah. It, there's just a there's a buzz in the air. The city is buzzing. And the rinks packed. You got season tickets, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so
1: I think that means we get first dibs on playoff tickets. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, I th- yeah it must. And they must have home ice advantage if they're yeah, second in the league. So definitely. going through,
2: they must have. Until they're third in the country. They'll have home ice until, like, unless they play the Ramparts early. But I think the Ramparts are in a different division. So that might be, like finals i don't know man it'll be sick it's gonna be exciting regardless it
1: goes back to those childhood memories man that's like the Mooseheads have sentimental value is that what mm-hmm. that means sentimental yeah. value and it has sentimental value for a lot of people that live here that's the thing about halifax is you go to these other cities and um like vancouver is a perfect example you talk about vancouver's fan base not the best it's because like a lot a lot of people are from vancouver and stay and live it's just it's a it's a really good visiting city for a couple years and then I'm gonna head out and go somewhere else. Don't get me wrong, people grow up in Vancouver and live there, but it's a very good I'm gonna go find myself out West City, stay there for a bit yeah. and then head out. Halifax is not like that. Halifax, people are born, yes, people leave, but people always come back. Oh and there's man. that that fan base in Halifax that people remember since they were a kid going to the yeah. games with their their parents. There's that it's that city that people always come back to due to the fact that it's a great place to raise a family. Well, the taxes are high, but I'm, I'll leave that out. But it's a great place to live. Like I said, raise a family on the ocean. Great views. There's a lot of things to do in terms of nature. Yeah. Did I say what we're on the water?
2: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is because the fact that no one else leaves, all your a lot of your friends and family are still here.
1: Yeah, so, so exactly. people it's like, you
2: know what I mean? My entire family and pretty much and all my best friends live in Halifax, so it's like, do I really want to leave right now? It's like maybe down the road, but it's like it's like do you like why well, you know? And I'm that's aware, a big part.
1: And a lot of people uh, during the pandemic that were living away moved home. I still know people that are home that were living in bigger cities right during Oh, that's <laughs> you. That's a perfect example. Yeah. And I know of at least, you know, 10 maybe 20 other people if I really sat down and thought about it that didn't leave they got that little taste of halifax and go oh okay here's what i was missing and uh and it allows people to stay and like i said grow a family buy a house it's a little more expensive now to buy a house but i know my um, parents just bought one you know your parents just bought another one your parents just sold their house well it's it's kind of
2: in flux it's like a conditional offer where if ours gets sold then like that one's off the market right now so like it's a, technically bought it's like a bulb bichette deal it's like a <laughs> something like that yeah it's, it's like, like we got two deal. months to sell it and if it happens yeah, it's then like a, the house is ours if not it it's the market again it's like a three-way
1: deal yeah <laughs> good yeah. stuff i didn't know that congrats uh, are they yeah. moving to florida
2: no fall river just that yeah some people would say similar to florida
1: i'd love to live in florida <laughs> training camp maybe not the hurricanes and the, the flooding and that stuff yeah, but like training so camp the weather yeah maybe it's too hot man i was i was in florida maybe twice in my life and each time i remember just not being able to go outside oh come on dude you you'd get used to it yeah maybe like i was i remember i was an hour outside of miami and it was just awful like, it was so hot. I, I was there in June. Where Ju- was it? What, it was in June. It
2: town. T- yeah, that is a t- tough time to go. I, so
1: I was down there, and I went to a Tampa Bay Rays game.
2: Okay, so Fort Lauderdale. Yeah,
1: and then we just, I remember just kind of drove around for a bit, looking at, like, I don't know what we were looking at, to be honest. I was too hot. I couldn't even remember. But we were just driving around, and I saw a sign, like, Miami, three kilometers that way, or something like that.
2: Oh, actually, I think that, wait, you said you went to a Rays game? Yeah. Okay, I think that's St. Pete's, not Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, that's, um i love florida i seriously if i was to move anywhere in the u.s yeah. it would be
1: there i guess yeah we went there in june and it was just hot but i remember the nighttime was unbelievable i like guess it's, it's five six o'clock and the sun's going down and you're on a pier having a nice uh, little maybe like a, a fish or a potato oh, a nice yes. steak and the waitress brings so over nice. A, a nice like fruity yeah. drink and you're sitting there yeah. and you see these boats go by if yeah. you're lucky maybe you see a dolphin you're just sitting there and you got like a nice, uh, what are those shirts those people wear, cabana wear, like a nice open shirt. Yeah. Oh, man. Florida's the best any time past 5 o'clock. But in the morning, in the afternoon, yeah. just I'll be inside with the air conditioning. Well, the
2: Florida man gets a, a tough rep out there, rightfully so. There's a ton of like weird crimes that happen down there. But that also leads to just like a more chilled, laid back atmosphere. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like people are like you're living in a in like a.
1: It's white trash. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's one way to put like it. A lot yeah. of trailer parks. Yeah. No, I remember we were driving to our Airbnb. I don't even know if it was an Airbnb. It was a house we rented. Yeah. And to get there, we had to drive through a trailer park. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you t- you hook a right, and it's this nice suburb with pools yeah. and uh, what are those canals? Yeah,
2: yeah. And I remember I, know, oh, I remember so, driving. The canals are sick, man.
1: We were going through this trailer park for like probably five minutes and i'm like dad what the f- did you rent a house in a trailer park in yeah. florida and i remember i remember for a second he was nervous i, I remember he was like did he i get ripped off like started to sweat, like, you, can like, yeah, you, sweat. you could see the beads you could tell he was like uh no like it's sitting yeah. at a pool and it was yeah. like a gated community and yeah. like you see you oh, could man. tell he was like did i get ripped off yeah and it was the weirdest it was the weirdest thing it it, it went from a, a straight ghetto trailer park and you hook a right and then boom there's this nice wall fenced off security guard. Hello, who are you? Opens the gate. Welcome. It was the weirdest. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced and then you go into this community and then boom all of a sudden you see green grass palm trees kids on their bike mm, tennis courts tennis courts yeah and and i'm just thinking any put and i'm just thinking on the other side of that wall it's like a third world country uh, like it was just on. it was the weirdest i've never third experienced world. anything like that ever yeah cuz here like the neighborhoods are very spread out mm. it's a, it's a casual you know you know when you're in the south end you know yeah. when you're in spry field it's not like quick yeah boom you're in the suburbs you're in a trailer park it wasn't it's not like that here so i remember that being really a wide opening
2: yeah, yeah. well well nova scotia and florida go together like like you know anyone here just will vacation in florida because it's just down the coast right if you're in toronto you'll go to florida as well but if you're in vancouver you're not going to florida you're going to hawaii or you're going to la yeah just you know what i mean we're just kind of associated with florida it's right there Cuba, um, Dominican. Yeah, exactly. All those islands that are close to us, so it's like Bahamas. It all just kind of it all just kind of works out, but I always say when I was in Florida, man, you're talking about those canals, there was a grocery store that was like on the water and people could bring their speed boats up and like there was a dock for people to park like a parking lot, but for your boat.
1: That's awesome. And I was
2: like anywhere that has that is cool. Like I don't care. Like if you can take your boat to the grocery store yeah. and then to your backyard
1: through a canal. Yeah. I just remember, yeah, the the pace of life was slow. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of old people. Slow. Snowbirds. Yeah, that's what they're calling them, eh? Snowbirds. Yeah. yeah, that's the line. No, but the pace of life was very slow. I don't remember having too many conversations with, like, people. Like, I I was there, I was younger, so I wasn't mm-hmm. like, how are you today? I wasn't, you know, coming out of my shell. I was like, so I don't have a good touch on, like, the people there. But, you know, it was... Uh, you know, anytime past like I said, five o'clock, I was happy. Did for you go sure. to Disney? No, I've never been to Disneyland. I was oh. a, my parents took my brother, left me. I was Seb? playing hockey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big like roller coaster. No. You know, just give me give me a chair, a, a view.
2: Yeah, you know have like theme parks don't excite you at all. Water park. It's not that they don't.
1: It's that large crowds don't excite mm. me. Like if I had LaRon or you know, Disney World to all myself and my friends, I'd be like, Yeah, let's yeah. go. But something about waiting in a line to be spun around upside down. <laughs> just doesn't, you know. <laughs> you'd and love the food there, man. I'm sure you'd go you'd head to the burrito truck right away. I'm sure I would. You'd love you'd like that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm sure I would. But there's just the the line aspect. And you got that doesn't make me a bad person just because I don't wanna be in a crowded no, area. I mean, yeah, everyone's just... different. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Never been to a music fest <laughs> before. I say that. No.
2: Never been to a fest. Have you been to a concert? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like I've been a- to a concert. See, I'd much rather go to a festival than a concert. Yeah. Like, like I found it weird, like sitting like somewhere I'd watch hockey, and then I'm like sitting
1: there watching like a con, like a with someone like on the stage. No, a it's concert's great because it, there's a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's like a movie. <laughs> a concert, it's just the beginning. Or a, sorry, a festival, it's just the beginning, and there is no end. No I think, age. I've never, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a music festival. No cavity. you don't like country music, you wouldn't go to that one. I'm starting to come around to country music, man, I like, I, Yeah. I I, I yeah? You'll, ca- you'll catch me every now okay. and then listening. I'm trying to, I feel like I have been to a music festival. Yeah. I just can't think of one.
2: It seems like something a younger Justin would do, and then now an older Justin yeah. would say, I have no desire to do that.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think I have. Sorry. But no, I, we'll I, I, uh, I don't mind country music. I, I actually don't. When I was younger, it was strictly rap. Mm. But as you get older, your mind starts to expand and you start to take in other things. And you're like, oh, that's actually a pretty good melody. So country, I don't mind. Were you an
2: Eminem guy growing up?
1: Oh, my God. Who wasn't? I know. You want to hear a funny story about Eminem? So back when my grandmother was alive, rest in peace, Mima, I love you. She and I shared uh, a car. And I had this Eminem Greatest Hits CD. Oh, nice! And she was a little bit too old to be driving, and she couldn't figure out the um, like how to change from the CD to the radio. FM, yeah. FM. She couldn't figure that out. So, like every now and then, you would cut, and that's the only CD I had in that car. It was the Toyota Yaris. And every now and then, I'd go into the car, and you'd just hear my grandmother yeah like she would pick me up. like i had to work downtown yeah and if i didn't want to bus home i'd be like hey mima do you mind coming to pick me up like yeah maybe we'll i remember quake was in the car a couple of times we had to drive quake home <laughs> and just every now and then my grandmother would be pulling up and it would be like yeah. a, a classic Eminem. it'd be song, like my name is cleaning up yeah. my closet yeah shake oh, we'll that on. sure all of them and just i remember i remember that cd to this day because <laughs> i'd be like mima why don't you just put the radio on she goes i don't know how I, I tried to figure this i tried she's like i don't mind it dear she was the best she's like i don't mind it dear i know you like it so when i pick you up it's on I'm like oh me the latest love 50
2: and Eminem joint playing yeah. on the
1: radio and they, they pull up just god love her, just like smoking a cigarette listening to m nice. window down just yeah. you know quake the, in the back quake in the back it's yeah because we did we drive quake home every now and then oh man just those are the days man those are the days
2: a different life, man.
1: Yeah, man. Life's good though. How much time are we at right now? Uh forty-nine. Forty nine minutes? Yeah. Just give me one sec here. We gotta get Quake back on, man. I miss that guy. Okay, no, we're good there. Yeah, I mean, he's right down the street. We will get him on. It's been a year since he's last on. Yeah, he's overdue. Yeah. Maybe when the Super Bowl's over, we'll get his intake on yeah. it, what he thinks about it. If Mahomes uh performed yeah. up to his hype or not
2: i guess he had the appearance when he talked about uh the gold medal game for remember we had his he had the phone up to it he told the story oh, yeah. about him and his dad <laughs> he was getting into
1: that game <laughs> oh man that was good it's just it, it, this has i was saying to coleman the other day this has the potential to be one of the best hockey years that... of my life the, the the world juniors was a big one ice jam ice jam the Leafs Habs game last week, couple weeks, three almost a month ago now, mm-hmm. like went to overtime. And now, if the Mooseheads can do something special, it has a chance to be one of those magical years. It has a chance, I'm not saying think,
2: it will be. I was gonna say, Who's the, I don't even know you. I know your
1: NHL team. Do you have an NHL team that you root that hard for? Uh, I well, I, my dad grew up in Montreal, so he's a Montreal right. fan religiously. And my last name is Belanger. But I'm not a huge... like I'm just a hockey fan. I have a hard time rooting for teams. Hmm. It's a weird one with me. Yeah. Real
2: weird. Because normally it's like if you'd love hockey, you'd get invested in one particular team and you'd just watch oh. them over and over, but...
1: I know it's a weird one. I I, I, like the joy that I see you and dudes and like Coleman and like you guys seem so happy. And I I do get a little like, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I could, I wish if I was a fan of Edmonton, I would stay up till 11, whatever. What time are the games over? 2 a.m.? Like you're a nut job. Like (laughs) I, I wish I had that passion for that. I just don't. I I have the, like I'm who's the guy that had the NFL hat on at the NFL oh, game? Oh yeah. Who, who is that guy? <laughs> I don't know, but I know what you're talking that's about. That's me with the fan N- of the league. Yeah. I, someone needs to buy me a hat that just says Seriously. hockey. Seriously. When's that, your birthday? December 5th. Okay. Someone needs to buy me a hat that just says hockey on it and then that's <laughs> that's all i need yeah yeah but no i'm just i'm a fan of hockey and the and the evolution of it that's what i'm a fan of hey man that's fair and i'm a fan of a good game that calgary new york game that's what i'm a fan of doesn't necessarily have to be the montreal canadians playing if there's a great competitive game on new york versus calgary madison square garden Kadri gets his helmet knocked off what more do you want out of an entertainment sporting yeah. value that's pretty good, if you ask me. Doesn't necessarily need to be Montreal playing, but I will say this about the Habs: now that I've been to the Bell Center and I've seen how a professional organization and a historic NHL organization runs, I'm a. I have a little bit more. Um, the word i'm looking for
2: appreciation
1: yeah i've a little bit yeah i have a little bit more appreciation for the montreal canadians mm. just wow was it sweet zamboni drivers wearing ties the washroom there was hardly a lineup to get into the washroom It's. it was just a big open room full of urinals and like there, there's no just one single door to get in it's a whole it's like a a hallway a massive hallway and then you walk into this massive hallway and it's just urinals and stalls mm-hmm. and sinks and there's no lineup and I got two beer and a poutine in five minutes. No line. I was Quick, just about to in, say, what'd out. you eat? Poutine, beer. Um, uh, did I get a hot dog? I don't That's think so. I got a hot dog. No, because we went up to dinner right before, so right. I wasn't overly hungry. I figured you'd be really interested in the food. I options. was, I yeah. was, but I was like I said, I ate before and I was but I was just amazed by the whole operation of everything. You know the, the even the entrances and how quick the security was of getting people in. Basically, there, there was no lines. <laughs> That's pretty much what yeah. it boils down to. That the efficiency of everything was incredible, even down to like the music they played in the warm up, the lighting, how the um, the equipment managers lined up the pucks for the guys on the boards, how the ushers helped elderly people up and down um, the stairs, how the fans lined up behind the glass to give an Austin Matthews sign. Right. And how security kind of just like buffered them in. Yeah. And allowed people who really didn't care to get yeah. up and down their seat comfortably. Yeah. Like there was no aspect where it was a little bit of confusion. Like the security team, the the management team of the the Bell Center yeah. just have seen every scenario and they were they knew what was going to happen. And there was just someone there to take care of every incident. Even during warm-up there were, I was sitting down watching, and there was a guy standing in front of me. And Montreal was at the far end, so I was trying to see Baron. I was like, Where, where's Baron?" This guy's standing right there. And before I could even just kind of be like, "What's what are you doing? Before I could even yell at him to yeah. say, sit, the, sit down, you mother, you know? Yeah. Security just grabbed, not grabbed him, but just said, excuse me, sir, do you mind leaving the people behind you? Can't see. He said it in French, so yeah. I'm not 100% sure that's what he said. But the guy moved. And it was just it was just ran even the the usher he I asked him really quick hey man do you mind taking a quick picture of, of me and my you know and just yeah sure absolutely right away here you go boom right back to helping other people down their seat yeah. and there was a, a couple times where there was elderly people that couldn't get to their seat and the usher stayed where he was but there was like a second person with with, a, with the usher to like help these people and it was just I don't know there's something about it that just impressed world me class. world class definitely and that's yeah. kind of I'd love to go to Yankee Stadium one day and just kind of see if there's any similarity, yeah. like similarities in terms of like professionalism
2: I went when I was a kid it was pretty cool to the old one? No, oh, the new not one. in the new one yeah. the old one was gone but the, the new one and uh, the one thing I remember with that is after the game we were walking out to the subway and someone yelled at my brother he was wearing like a tight shirt I guess Called was, me. yeah and he was he was like get a tighter shirt buddy and my brother was like in grade 12 he was like what he was all shook but it was like the classic New York just yeah, that's the best just like random guy passing you in the <laughs> in the concourse just chirps you <laughs> just shakes out
1: this kid from Bedford <laughs> um, that's the yeah, best yeah Everyone needs that. Like, I remember the first time I was in Montreal and saw like homeless people, like everyone remembers that first time a homeless person yells at you, Yeah, you know, like that's the kind of, you know, that, that's the big city experience. I love that stuff. You yeah. got to you got to break your cherry at one point there in the big city and just get a little big city experience.
2: Dude, when I was living in Toronto, I was so naive. One time, I was, it was very early in the morning, and I was walking down to the convention center because we were going to a Patriots game in Buffalo. So it was like 5.30 a.m., and you could walk down, and they would drive you there, like this party bus. And I walked down, and I had my headphones in, just like head down, and this homeless guy starts like yelling at me. This is my first year in Toronto, like a few months into living there on my own. And the guy like... I had my headphones in, and just me being so naive, like he was yelling at me. And I stopped and I, like, took my headphone out. And I was like, I was like, sorry, man, what'd you say? Like, I didn't know he was already asking for money. And he's like, He's like, You got any money, buddy? And I was like, Oh, like, no, sorry. He's like, You know what, man? He's like, I have hundreds of people walk by me on the streets every day, and they don't even give me a look. He's like, I really appreciate you taking your headphone out and acknowledging me. This homeless guy said, That's good. And I was just, like, And I was like, yeah, man, sorry, though. I'm broke. I have no money. And then I, like, took off. But that was always so – that was my first interaction with the – the homeless it's so
1: weird i feel that way about people that try to get you to sign up for credit cards and like canadian tire i always give them my time of day but then yeah, I'm just yeah like, exactly all the, they go hey have you heard about the deal i go i have i did it already man appreciate appreciate the heads up though and i just fuck with them yeah and yeah anyways we gotta go i gotta go to hockey everyone uh <laughs> tuning in you know enjoy the super bowl guys it's friday i love each and every single one of you even if you hate the podcast and you still listen i still love you you'll figure it out I don't know what you want me to do. I'm I'm doing the best I can for you guys. I hope that you guys are doing the best for yourselves. It's all love. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a Philly cheesesteak. Put your feet up. Chuck a blanket over you. Have a drink. Smoke a puff. Do whatever you got to do to enjoy. All right? We are out. Have a good weekend. We are out.
0: I'm lean back with the less ball. Shit I smoke is like cholesterol Spill dressing on the vest at the festival The best of all. Had a midget Puerto Rican at my beck and call Best believe that there was neck involved Fuck around and almost wrecked the sub uh, We took acid for 10 days Straight up in the mountains yeah. Started running with the stallions Playing frisbee in the West Indies Did the tango with my kidneys Eyes open now I know just what my kids need Rocking very loose pants yeah. Rocking very loose pants Buried a million in the sand by the cloud tower Before I die, take a hot shower Ride the Harley into the sunset 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 sunset. By chance, I seen her in the lobby of the rich With a man the one that swings the hockey stick I was wearing all white and my hair was looking precious Shit I might cop a chest and a dresser uh. A little machine to make espresso uh. I heard your bitch still wears Echo hot hey. trucks behind the box at the Checo Live from the expo it's me. I wear the wolf in the winter Steer the coupe from the center Who gives a fuck I'm a sinner I had dreams of fucking Cary Hilton And my dunk is woke up naked at the hill And with a bitch that looked like Seal's cousin bite the eel by the dozen got to take it for the team